This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the premier Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Bolt City. Hosted by David Palais, Josh Palais, and Mario Herron. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bolt City podcast. Dave Palais, Josh Palais, and Mario Herron. Again, courtesy of Odyssey, as we just tune in right now, you'll see the Raiders, they knock off the Chargers' final score, 27-20. to 20. And it was one of those games, guys, that was extremely disappointing. But Mario, as you say, at least it's one of those days where your bets hit, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when your bets hit, your fancy team does good, your other fans of your teams do really good. One of them isn't the number one team in the country, at least it's four straight and sucks. The other one um, spent so much money free agency on an all-star that sucks. And then the other one uh, plays a rival who sucks to their coach. They can't fire because they don't want to spend too much money. And their offensive coordinator calls the game like he's an eighth grader. And, yeah, so now we're here. And 20, what, 7% chance to make the playoffs now? So, um, Great, great day for charging it up because that's exactly what happened at every second of this game today. Charged everything up. Um, yeah, I'm ready for this Sunday to be over. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> dude. Two, two straight frustrating games. Right, the Cardinals game was one of the most frustrating games of the season, even though we won. And the, today it was the West to East Coast offense. You just keep throwing it to the sides. Let's let's throw it two yards down the field behind the line of scrimmage. It's never going to work. Never does work. I don't understand who's calling the plays. Why he why he thinks that's a good uh, way of going about things. It's the easiest way to defend our team is just throwing the ball in the flat. I have no idea how we're still doing that at this point of the season. You know, the frustrating thing is that we, we watch this team over and over again, and it's always the same thing. You can almost 
predict what's going to happen. And again, if you you wager on games, maybe this is your wager. Chargers third quarter aren't going to do anything. They just don't do anything in the third quarter. It, be, it was a joke at first, like, hey, I don't know what they say at halftime. Maybe throw that speech out and move forward. But the fact that you're sitting there, at, you know, going in the half and you're like, all right, first half was fine. We'll create a little bit of space. We're going to walk away winning this game. You come back to Los Angeles. You improved your record to seven and five and everything looks good going into the postseason or making a run for the postseason. And here you are. You, you, you completely fall apart. I mean, you fall apart really fast. And say so not only the play calling, Josh, like you said, but, man, 14-36 remaining in the third quarter. So the third quarter just starts. Ostrakler fumbles, okay? And then, man, that very next play, Derek Carr, 31-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. And you're just going, God, man, what just happened? How do we just give up the lead, the short lead that we had? And then you saw it again. I mean, I was watching the game with Josh at this time, and with 10:53 remaining in the third quarter, Derek Carr with a 45-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. I mean, 14 points like that, and you're just shaking your head going, this is exactly Charger football at its worst, and it's so frustrating. What did you say, Mario? What's the percentage they're going to make the postseason? They said it was like 27%. 27%. And we go over the schedule all the time, guys, about what's left on this schedule. What games are on this schedule that the Chargers are expected to win? Well, this was one you go, you should win this game. I mean, it's the Raiders. I understand the Raiders had two very exciting wins the last few weeks. But the Raiders aren't, aren't a great team. They aren't even at full strength, not even close. You know, you're missing major weapons on the offensive side of the ball. The defense stinks. And you're going, what the hell? And that's exactly how you feel about the Chargers, at least I do right now. I'll speak for myself. Maybe it's just not that good of a team. And that counts the coaching staff and that counts the players. Maybe overall it's just not that good of a team. And, and the roster is not as strong as what it should be as far as being, you know, balanced. Well, it's not a complete team. That's that's clear. When you watch when you watch the Chargers, they've been top heavy all season. Justin Herbert got hit 14 times today. No team's gonna, you know, do well when your quarterback's just getting the crap knocked out of them all game. The Chargers rely on their top players and then you just have everybody else on the team and you're just you're just not gonna be good. Every team in the NFL has a bunch of guys. It seems like yeah. the Chargers almost have the most. We just have so many just guys on the team that are just there, don't really do much. Our offensive lines doesn't exist. Our, our defensive line doesn't exist. It's been like that all season. So you can't actually be upset when the Chargers lose these games because you have to look at what they are, and they're just not a good team. Yeah, I think they're obviously, after today, just simply not a good team, and they don't come out like they want to win. When we started this game and you know there was the pick six by Derek Carr, I kind of just feel like, hey, our defense is showing up today. If our offense is just kind of get it going, just having a little bit of a slow start, this is going to be a blowout win against a rival. Well, just like we've seen all throughout the year, both sides of the ball don't play to their potential at the same time. It's always one, you know, defenses start off really good, offense is really slow. Offense start off really good, defense is always really slow. It's a constant theme. And, yeah, we are down a lot of guys. But when the game plan is simply not built for success and we have a game plan that is meant for our original starters to be in there and not meant for the backups that are in, that's a problem. You got to know that in your line, um, in your own line, you have one starter remaining. You got to know that and go, hey, they're getting to the quarterback, which is crazy because their pass rush is really terrible besides one person, but somehow we just make them look like the, it's the best in the freaking league. So where's your adjustment? Where's going rolling Herbert out? Where's going just two-minute drill, fast-paced offense the whole time? Like, there's just no adjustments made. And I cannot, I honestly think that, like, yes, we had a lot of guys out, but I don't think we put 
our number twos in positions to succeed. I think we just put them further behind the eight ball, and that's why we lost this game. You know, sitting there watching the game with, with Josh, you know, he called it at the very beginning when you saw the pass rush from the Raiders. It looked insane. It looked like everybody on the Raiders defensive line was as good as Max Crosby, right? Tillery came out on fire, like, yeah. like super angry going, you guys didn't want me anymore. I was the problem. Watch this. Like, it looked like Tillery had everything that he possibly could muster up to stick it to the Chargers. And then it looked like Tillery at the end of the game, like he just ran out of gas, right? I mean, it was pretty exciting. He gave you a really good five minutes if you're a Raider fan. But Josh said it. He goes, I don't understand, you know, look, this pass rush, they're bringing everybody. Herbert has no time. Why aren't you throwing more of these basically bubble screens to Eckler? I mean, that's the way to sit there. Let, let everybody pass him up. He acts like he's going to stay in a block. Boom, he, he's out. He's getting a pass. And it worked until Eckler, you know, obviously fumbled the ball. But it is frustrating because you look at a young quarterback like Justin Herbert, and I can't imagine how frustrated he is. And for me, if I was him, I'd be the most frustrated guy getting on that airplane tonight. You know, he literally took, you know, so many hits. There's not a lot of guys that are open. He's obviously not at full strength on his offensive side of the ball. Neither did Carr. I mean, Carr has Devontae Adams. But the the deal is, if you're Herbert, this is as good as I can play is what I'm thinking. I, I can't give you anything more. I can't play any better than this. I had zero time to throw the ball, execute whatever we're putting in this playbook. And we come out losing. We come out, you know, down 27-20. We're basically a 500 team again. And you're frustrated saying, is this ever going to get better in my career? That's what I would be thinking right now. Something has to change. Brandon Staley, guys, by the way, is 15 and 14 as a Charger head coach. He's a 500 coach, you know? Lombardi, man, I think is uh, basically uh, a, a worse than average offensive coordinator. And there are major changes that need to be changed. As we use the word team at the very beginning of this, uh, I feel as a team. And, and, and that goes organization top to bottom. There's some changes that need to happen in the offseason to stop being a 500 team. Yeah, we got to start from the inside out. Offensive, defensive line, like I just said, is is terrible. Eight different players on the Raiders got a hit in on Justin Herbert. Chandler Jones by himself hit Justin Herbert five times, had three sacks. And that's not a good defensive line. We talked about it going into this game. Max Crosby is the only guy on the team that had multiple sacks. That, I mean, if you watch the game today, you would never have guessed that. Josh Jacobs, of course, goes off for 144 yards because that's what everybody does against us. But the difference between the Raiders and the Chargers – is, is the Lions. The Chargers have Keenan Allen. The Raiders have Devontae Adams, two two great receivers. We have Austin Eckler. We have Josh Jacobs, two very good running backs. The difference was Derek Carr is protected. He only got hit twice, and that was once a piece by Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day. That was a difference in the game. We always get out, out coached in the second half, 17 to 7 again today. We get, we get outscored. So you got to look first at the coach, and then you got to look at the offensive and defensive lines because we're never going to be a good team unless we make changes there. Brandon Staley, I'd be shocked, shocked if he comes back for one more season. I think he's gone after this. I think this was the nail in the coffin a little bit. You're 6-6 six and six now with this talented of a team, and you just lost to the Raiders, who literally have nothing going for them anymore. Like, they're not going to make the playoffs. Like they have, they have nothing to really keep playing for. They just wanted to knock their rival out, and that's what they did, and they succeeded. You mentioned the um, O-line and D-line. I am beyond rattled about the play of Mac today. I thought Mac would have three sacks today. Me too. He was he was shut down, and like you heard the announcer say, it all game it was just obvious. Carr could order a steak dinner from Indianapolis and DoorDash it, and it would get there, and there would still not be a Charger jersey near him, and he could just eat it. Maybe take a little napkin, dab the face <laughs> up, make sure he's staying pretty with it. Like do his eyeliner. Like he could have done everything, and we would not have had any Charger player near him. It was the tail of the game. 
Herbert got murdered. Like his God, I hope his ribs are healed because if not, they're going to be sore after this game. I mean, I'm even going back to Raiders have the second to worst red zone defense in the NFL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You would have thought they had the best after what we did today. I mean, just field goal, field goal, go fourth and two. We don't get it. I mean, it was just, it was a disaster. We made the Raiders look really, really good today. We made them look incredible. It was, it was embarrassing. I couldn't agree more. I'm looking at the Raider team going, man, this Raider team, all of a sudden, it looks like it's made huge strides as far as getting better. I understand three straight wins, but this was a team that had just a couple wins a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, it's frustrating when you look at the sacks because it's your quarterback that's getting hit. I mean, the fact that Herbert got sacked five times and Carr didn't get any. And you're right, Mario. I mean, it was it was basically two different teams playing. When you look at the quarterback situation, I honestly believe Justin Herbert's the better quarterback because his passing rating was about the same as Carr's. I mean, he's off by one point. But Carr didn't have an outstanding game. He was 16-30. I mean, that's, that's not great to today's standards. 250 yards. You look at Herbert, 335 yards. Um, no interceptions for Herbert, interception for Carr. And you, you sit there and you go, okay, where, where's the big issue as far as the, the difference? And I think, Josh, you touch on it, the running game. And so the Raiders averaged 5.3 yards a carry, Chargers 3.3 yards a carry. Not a lot of attempts, only 22 for the Chargers, 29 for the Raiders. But oh, overall for the Chargers, you're going, you know, we have four games left, Dolphins, Titans, Colts, Broncos. And you're saying, well, you know, two and two in those games, maybe. Well, they got to do better than two and two. You, you, you can't go two and two in this situation. So uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the Rams also in there. Three, so three and two is what you're saying. But they got to steal another one. I mean, this team, number one, to make the, the playoffs, too, is you're waiting for someone else to lose in front of you. And, and, and three, how healthy can you get? You know, Mike Williams, again, not able to go this week. I mean, it's amazing that that play a few weeks ago, against the Chiefs where he jumped up and came right back down on his, you know, recovering high ankle sprain has set him out and, and seemed like he's nowhere close to coming back or no definite timetable. Yeah. Mike Williams not being out there is a, a huge problem. Justin Herbert, if he was in Derek Carr's shoes, uh, they would have put up, I don't even know how many points he would have had all day to throw and he would have been great. Justin Herbert, the amount of good throws Justin Herbert makes with guys Rushing him right in his face is actually unbelievable. I think Justin Herbert played really well. I don't understand at all why we're throwing a fade route to DeAndre Carter and uh, got to have it situation at the end of the game. He's probably the guy you don't trust the most, maybe besides Michael Bandy when it comes to actually catching the ball in a fade route. I don't understand if that's Justin Herbert's call, if that's Lombardi's call, but you got to go Keenan Allen or Josh Palmer. I think Josh Palmer balled out today too. Josh Palmer looks like a really, really good receiver. I would take him as one of the top five, number three receivers in the NFL right now. We got to go to one of these guys at the end of the game. I, it's either a coaching thing or it's a um, the line. We don't have enough time thing. You're just kind of freaking out, just throwing the ball up. But I don't understand the play calling whatsoever in the second half. I, I think we played scared. We coached scared and just kind of coached dumb also at the same time. The pass to Carter made no sense to me as well. And for the sole reason of today was third and Palmer. Anytime it was third down and short, it was hitch route to Palmer. And he won his matchup every single time. Yep. So you have that. You have that going all game where 
you trust in Palmer to get open. You trust him to beat his man, and it's happening every single time. But let's hit the guy that's not really been involved today against their top corner, and it's a 50-50 ball, and he's pretty short. Okay, we're not going to hit Palmer. We're not going to hit Allen. Like that, it was just it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and I think it showed just like the I'm trying to think what I want to say. Like just no rhythm really in the offense. Like I just never felt like there was a rhythm at all. Like, there's no consistency. And I think that just showed to that. It's like in this moment, it's like we're just count like just keep relying and relying on Herbert to be Superman. But the problem is he's not Superman. He's ridiculous. He's amazing quarterback. But at some point, you got to help him out. At some point, the Chiefs help out Mahomes. At some point, the Bills help out Allen. At some point, you know, the Bengals do help out Burrow. Herbert's an amazing quarterback, but just help him a little bit. Give him a little bit of help, and we can be successful. That little bit of help is probably not passing it or probably not looking forward to a Carter matchup one-on-one downfield on a very, very much-needed first-down conversion. It's one of those things where you justify it in the press conference at the end. I mean, everyone remembers the end of the game. Look, you can lose games in the third quarter like you can in the fourth quarter. But the last play of the game, when that's asked to Staley, you know, how did that end up that that was your last attempt to keep things going? You know, the answer is, well, you know, Justin saw what he saw. Well, come on, that has to be the last option. You guys nailed it right there. Look at the the height difference. Look at the resume. He's, it's, he definitely has to be the last option. It, it, the pole play didn't make any sense at all. It wasn't like it was a game winner in the end zone. It just, we're sitting there saying, what can you do to drive going and hopefully get a Hail Mary in? Anyway, it's it's one of those where, guys, I think it's as simple as basic football. You look at the offensive line and you're, you look at the injuries and you look at basically the lack of talent they have. And maybe the season's a lot different, even if you have just Rashawn Slater healthy the whole year. I don't know. I cannot believe this team right now is 6-6. Six and six. I just can't get over the fact this is a 6-6 six and six team and we had such high hopes for them. Chargers have only scored 30 points twice this season. They put up 34 against the Texans and 30 against the Browns. Two bad teams. What's the Chargers' best win this season? What's the best win we've had? Was it last week against the, a bad Cardinals team? Was it week one against the Raiders? I couldn't tell you what the best win of the whole season has been. You can't, like I said, you can't get upset when the season's over and we missed the playoffs. You said, well, we didn't beat any good teams. Mm-hmm. We didn't beat one team where you're like, you know what? They're going to be you know, a problem in the playoffs. All the teams that might be in the playoffs have kicked our ass, every single one. So I don't understand from a fan. Like it's, I'm trying to say, as a fan, it's hard to get upset when this is kind of what you deserve. You have yeah. a play caller that doesn't do anything creative. Like Mario said, there's never been like a flow to the offense the entire season. It's always the weirdest freaking play calling. There's nothing, you know, uh, there's no chemistry whatsoever on the offense. And then you, you, you just score like 24 points every game. And then you're wondering what the hell happened. I don't understand why we still have um, no time for Herbert to throw and we're still throwing the ball in the flat. Like, just throw it deep like you did at Keenan Allen on the touchdown. If he drops it, he drops it. But we say every freaking show, stretch the field. You got to show that you have it. If it doesn't work, who cares? You at least did it. It's the easiest team to defend in the NFL is is the San Diego Chargers, or geez, the LA Chargers who are going to throw the ball three yards down the field 80% of the time. I mean, it's they're easy to read. I mean, like I, I mentioned it earlier, Palmer, the amount of uh, hitch routes he was running. Dude, if we do that next week against McDaniels, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We're going to try that against uh, Jalen Ramsey if he's playing. Against, that's not going to work. 
You kidding me? Rams, that's the easiest thing for Rams. He's going to laugh in our face. He's going to be laughing while he's doing it. He's like, are you serious, dude? This is what you guys are going to do right now? And when you look at the Chargers schedule as well, what's the uh, what's the dominant win here? Like, what's the win when you're clip, clipping through red zone? And uh, Hanson's like, and the Chargers, big day for them today. Herbert came out throwing five touchdown passes. Where Where is that? Like it's it's just I, I'm looking at it, it's just not here. Texans even kind of gave us a little bit of a game. I got scared that they're gonna come back at one point in the freaking Texas game. So like the Browns, we beat the Browns by two with Brissett. Was one of the worst games I've ever seen from Brissett. Like this, we get murdered by the Jaguars. Like it is. Like I'm so confused. If you're Staley and you go in the office and you you put down the resume, you put down the schedule. What's your argument to go? Hey, but you know this week. People were talking about us, and they're saying great things. Because I don't think there's anything along like congratulations, you competed with the Chiefs. Is that what you're gonna do? Like, do you want to slap on the like where like little high five? Good job, buddy. You competed. Here's your little competition trophy. <laughs> so, so look, going back to what you guys are kind of saying. You're absolutely right. The, the Chargers haven't beaten anybody any good. They haven't beaten a playoff team, right? They haven't beaten a no. playoff team. Matter of fact, there aren't a lot of teams on the schedules where you go, that team's for sure in, in the postseason. I mean, the Chiefs are in the postseason. That's two. The Niners are going to be in the postseason. That's three. The Seahawks maybe are in the postseason, right? And you're going, okay, that's it. Well, how did you do against all those guys? You lost all of them. You didn't do good against any of them. So, very, very frustrating. And as Mara as you're having your meltdown, and you're right, there's some really bad teams in here. They barely got by. And so the, the frustration level. So I'm, I'm going to say this. The five games remaining, do we see Rashawn Slater the rest of the year? Do we see Joey Bosa? Mike Williams, I do think, comes back. But I don't know if you see those guys on the offensive and defensive side of the, the line that come back and help you out. I wouldn't rush back anybody. For what? We're not, what are we playing for? Yeah. When yeah. you say it straight out, say, look, what are we doing? we got to prepare for next year and make sure these guys stay healthy. Yeah, we've got an incompetent head coach. You guys watching the games? We're not bringing you back on the field. Brandon Staley's supposed to be a defensive uh, guru. We're putting one guy on Devontae Adams. He's, that guy's yeah, pretty one. freaking good. Yeah, I one heard. guy. Yeah, Mario, Mario said, Derek Carr, 250 passing yards. 177 of those yards went to Devontae Adams. Am I missing something? It was like sixth Matt grade Holland? PE. Yeah, you know, the one good kid on your team. Yeah. Make sure we have the safety shadow of Mac Hollins because he's a real problem. <laughs> I don't understand. Offensively and defensively, are we just like not on the same page as like the rest of the NFL? Are we not getting the game tapes? <laughs> is Urban Meyer? Who's this Aaron Donald guy? I mean, it's like, what the hell are we doing? Devonta Adams is still the best receiver in the NFL. He is still the best receiver in the NFL. We have one guy on him all game. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that I've never been more just mind blown by that. Like, did you think JC Jackson and his prime was out there? Like, did we get the personnel confused? Like, what like what were we thinking right there? And to I'll go even further. There is uh it was second and twelve. We have uh, I think three wideouts to the right, one to the left, and they are all it's man coverage, cover zero, obviously. And they're all pretty far off the ball, like five yards off the ball. And Raiders are setting the freaking house. Are we like and Herbert just does a quick throw? No receivers are looking. Are we not like, dude? I 
what? Like I had to, I had a signal in my high school to recognize that when they're sitting in the freaking house. How about Buddy slants in the inside because there's no one on the inside, and your corner is literally giving you an inside. It's crazy what can happen if you just give a little hand signal and he's open. Like it's crazy how that works. It's not a good secondary. It's one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Like it's when I saw that I was like, dude. My, I think if I took my nephew, we were playing Madden, he could recognize that pretty quickly and have Keenan Allen run a slant, Josh Powell run a slant or something. But no, it's just we're behind on the eight ball. We're behind. And that's just what we are. Like, we're not a good football team and we're, we're not a playoff team. We're not going to make the playoffs. And that's as that where we sit. And my one last comment I do want to make, and I'm interested in your guys' thoughts. Did Tom tell Coach Daly that feel free to go for it whenever? Because it felt like he was doing the I'm going all out no matter what, going for it anytime I want. And he did it early in this game. Go ahead, Josh. What do you think? Yes. I mean, do you think it was different? Oh, 100%. He hasn't done that all season where he's just being like the old uh, Brandon Staley and going for it. I didn't mind it the fourth and two. He didn't get it. I just think the play call was dumb as always. But Okay, here, I, I want to ask you a question, Brian, back at you, Mark. We have a 6'6 quarterback that's like 240 pounds. Why the hell on these uh, fourth and one, fourth and two situations, you don't just have him go for it? He's going to get it. They did it once today, and it was no problem. But yet we have the dumbest play calls when he's not doing it. I, we have the biggest quarterback in the NFL. Why, why are we trying to, like, outthink ourselves every game? I don't mind him going for it if it's if it's a short yard situation. You're going for, like, fourth and eight. Like, I don't agree with that. But if it's fourth and two, what are we playing for? Go for it. Who cares? No, Dave. No, no, I'm, I, I'm with Josh. I mean, same thing. I mean, again, you've seen Tom Brady do it over and over again through his career. I mean, the Patriots just not even hide how it works. It's Tom Brady gets a snap. He falls to the left side. He goes forward, never gets stopped. It works all the time. I mean, there's a reason why they advanced. I remember a few years ago to the Super Bowl, getting by the Chiefs on the same exact play. Tom Brady has always done that same play. It works when the Chargers do it. I don't understand why they don't do it more often. I, I, there's so many things that you shake your head at when you're watching the game today. As, as I know right now, Mario, I think you're at an all-time high as far as freaking out, you know, because I see the hands going all over the place today. <laughs> Very upset, but I, I feel the same way. I'm just like, overall, it's a team. I'm like, where, where's our team IQ? Whether it's the safety, whether even at Herbert at times. Herbert had a situation where he was running for a first down and he stopped a yard short. I mean, don't you see it? It's right there in front of your face. How do you not know know where to go on the field? What what do you mean you stopped a yard short? And you put yourself in a situation where it becomes extremely frustrating, and you go, I'm not surprised. This is a team IQ thing. This is what this team does. That was the fourth and two. If you if people yeah. remember, that was the second That's down run into the fourth and two. That's what turned into the fourth and two. He didn't see the first down marker. Fall forward. You're six six. I don't like, dude. What are we doing? Patrick Your Mahomes body. is going for it. If you watch a Josh Allen game, that guy doesn't give a doesn't care about anything. That dude throws everything in there. Go for it. What is this, Cam Newton in the Super Bowl? Come on, buddy. <laughs> so oh. you, you saw Mahomes thing get leveled in the end zone. It wasn't a touchdown, but he gets leveled with it. Like, dude, you got sell out. Sell out one time. Sell out and make a play, and it's, it's going to work out for you. I, I, swear on, I swear on my life, it's going to work out for you. But that's what the Chargers don't do. They don't sell out. That's why I was asking you guys about the injury situation. For me, I, I understand what you're saying. Why would you bring somebody back when you don't have a chance of being in the postseason? You, you have that slight window. I would like Bosa to come back. Slater's a little bit different story. Second year guy, he's still, uh, you know, we, we all know he's extremely talented. I don't know how serious how a bicep injury works, but for Bosa, 
He's been out basically the whole season. I would like to see Bosa come back. Show us something even as fans, if anything to us, that invest our time and our and our money into tickets and the merchandise and everything else, that you're doing everything you can to get back on the field. Because to me as a fan, I always feel with Bosa is football is not his number one priority. And for so many people who follow the NFL and pick a team, whether it's the Chargers, Cowboys, anybody you root for, this is your out from your, your crappy job, your Monday through Friday. This is your Sunday that you look forward to. This is the NFL. This is entertainment. And to go, man, I'd like to see the guys who I root for and put my time in, actually, that it means something to them. And I'd like Bosa to prove to me as a fan, hey, it means something for me to free to get back on the field and show I'm giving everything I can to this organization while I accept that check every week. That's the thing. You could see the big difference when he's not in these games. We can't stop the run. At least come back and give us a little bit of hope here, buddy. Like, I'd take him over Mike Williams at this point. We're getting gashed in the run every freaking game by every running back we play. You think this is bad? Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry are on the board. They're coming up soon. It's going to get really ugly. Get back for these games, dude. Like, show up, please. One time. Your brother's over there playing San Francisco. Do something. We can't stop anybody. And Mario just said it. If you're – okay, if you're going against the Chargers, you're the defensive coach. Guys, here's our here's our game plan. We're going to go cover zero. All right? We're going to bring the house. They're not going to throw it deep. He's not going to have enough time to throw it deep. We're going to we're going to shut them out to 22 points like they do every game. Game over. He Justin Herbert has less than two seconds to throw the ball. And besides Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer, we have nobody to rely on. Gerald Everett, from an IQ standpoint, good God, dude. Like, I don't even want to say things I'm not supposed to say here, but you're talking about IQ. This guy right here, I don't even think he knows how to play football sometimes. It's actually ridiculous. But the Chargers can't block anybody. So if you just bring the house to the Chargers, they're not gonna we're not gonna score points. Yeah, and there's gonna be no pivot to change it up. There's gonna be no pivot to change, you know, the protection or anything like that. Like it's just we're like, oh, we're just gonna live with it. We're just simply gonna live with whatever you do. We're gonna let you guys dictate what we're gonna do for the whole game. And looking like looking ahead too, we have Dolphins that just lost to the Niners, gonna be a little pissed off, who need to yeah. win. They need to win. Then we face the Titans who just lost back-to-back games, and they need to win. So it's not like we face, you know, good teams that have, you know, secured its playoff spot or, like, can kind of go on cruise control. No, these are really good teams that need wins. So we're going to get their A game. And from what we've seen this year, when we get teams A game, we usually don't give it back. At at least that was an example of today. We got, we got Raiders A game in every single way possible. This is in a lot of different ways. I mean, Chandler Jones played the, his best game of the year. Devontae yeah. Adams, he's he's our he's our father. He's literally our father. I mean, we might as well just freaking <laughs> give him our birth certificate. Uh, like it was it was ridiculous. So it's just it's not gonna get any better. And then the Colts just Saturday just probably gonna give him some weird speech and keep him going. Like it's 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 not good looking forward. No, you, you, Mario, you're right. Okay, I'm looking at the schedule and I can tell you exactly why every team's gonna get give you their best effort. Okay, number one, they're gonna come in against the Chargers and believe they can this is a game. They can win. They aren't going to, none of them are going to think this is a game that they can't win. But you're right. The Dolphins came off a very disappointing loss against the Niners, against a good team. And we talk about that test. That was a huge test. And uh, I'm guessing through most media markets that don't have an NFL team that was playing at the exact same time, they were seeing the Dolphins 49er game on their TV. You know, it was, it was the game of the week. The Titans, as you said, haven't played well. Actually, were terrible in the run today against the Eagles. And the Eagles, I think, proved to a lot of people that, hey, we can play any brand of football. We can play with anybody. Titans have something to prove. Jeff Saturday, I think that you're in Indianapolis. So for me, from the outside, 
even though the Colts stink, Jeff Saturday is getting 100% from those guys. There's no lack of effort from what the Colts are putting out every single week. Broncos don't oh, – excuse me, the Rams want to prove they're still the best team in L.A., and the Broncos aren't going to want to lose at home to a team inside their division. I mean, everyone's going to give their exact best effort against this Charger team to either finish on a high note or, or use it for a playoff run. And this is going to be tough. I mean, this is what football's supposed to be. you got to be tough. The strong survive. Let's see what the Chargers are made out of. This is everybody's best effort against your team. There's nobody that is thrown in the towel in any of these games that you're going to face through the remainder of the year. They all have a reason to beat you. Yeah, prime time next week, the Dolphins are going to come out on fire. You can't get a pass rush on Tua. You're going to have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill running free. How, how long can you guard those guys if you can't put a pass rush on the quarterback? Or they're going to have a field day. I mean, I'm not excited about this game. I was really looking forward to the Chargers-Dolphins game. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that. Totally not looking forward to that game. You know, like I'm actually really might just go in hiding for that game and not do the show after <laughs> because it might get a little bit ugly. But I can't even also – another thing, I can't remember the last time the Raiders are the only team in the AFC West that gained a game on everybody. Everybody else lost today. Oh, yeah. You know, Bron- Broncos blew it to the Ravens because that's what they do. Chiefs lose to the Bengals, and then the Raiders beat us. It's like today was the day the Chargers could have got a game on everyone, and, and we, we messed it up. And not to mention the Jets lost today. We could have gone 7-5 yeah. and five right behind the Jets. The uh, Patriots lost. Like, this would have been a great, great spot for them to win. And then not to mention, if we win, it's a little less pressure going up against the Dolphins. You can play a little bit more relaxed. Now it's as tense as ever. I was saying that I was really looking forward to playing the Dolphins. That I thought, you know, little candy ass, and that you know maybe we'd be able to kind of outgun them. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of faith anymore. I know Tua got hurt at the end of the game today. I think he'll probably be, um, okay. I yeah, I'm not excited, dude. I don't think this is gonna be pretty at all then we're gonna get a big daniel's sound bites after it for like two weeks straight of him being weird or something it's just gonna be freaking annoying you know the chiefs again can never help the chargers out right the chiefs always turn in the enemy not only do the chiefs own the own the chargers and everyone else in the division the one time i think most charger fans were rooting for the chiefs today against cincinnati because they're in that same kind of boat the Chiefs can't even help us out there. I mean, the Chiefs, again, stick it to us. Even in a loss, the Chiefs stick it to the Chargers. And you, you can't catch a break either either way. So it, it's very frustrating to see the, the direction of the way things are going. Next week's schedule, guys, uh, just so you know, Chiefs are at the Broncos. Chargers, as we know, host the Dolphins on Sunday night football. Uh, Raiders are on Thursday night football in Los Angeles at SoFi against the Rams. And, and of course, as I just said, the Broncos and Chiefs face each other. But um, – it, it's one of those where I think it's going to be pretty easy to pick these games and the Chargers are going to basically have to do this themselves and hopefully for a little bit of help down the line to uh, to still believe that they they can make the postseason. I think it's, it's awesome. That it's, fr- it's frustrating. The only thing that was good about today is that the Chiefs can't beat the Bengals. I love that. You know, the Chiefs do that to everyone. So the fact that the Bengals have their number is the only positive I'm going to take from today. Mario, was there anything you learned from the NFL watching today that stuck out to you? Um. One is if Niners can ever get Shanahan a top tier quarterback, I think he'd have like three Super Bowls because he just had a backup. He had not, no, I'm sorry, he didn't have a backup. He had a third stringer today mm-hmm. and he just beat the Dolphins. The Niners are by far my favorite to win the NFC. By far. Thousand different ways that. And like you said, Bengals are getting hot at the right time. And if there's anything I'd like to see out of the AFC, 
It's give me, I'll take Burrow and Chase every single time. I'll take them. Chargers are going to suck it up. And then, you know, we have Big Red and Weird Voice in Kansas City coming in hot. I'm perfectly fine with Burrow <laughs> ruining their chances and ruining their dreams because they ruined mine. So crush dreams and crush dreams. So sometimes you got to bite the bullet. I will gladly take that. It was a fun thing to watch today. Anytime I was like, I can't believe Derek Carr and McDaniels are beating me. At least I can watch Burrow. Just take one more away from Mahomes. That's got to be really annoying, Mahomes. Be very annoying. Take talk it out with your brother. It's tough, my buddy. <laughs> Now, I will say this. It doesn't do us any good on this show, but I think all of us were uh, picking the Niners quick. Even when the Niners were struggling at the beginning of the year, we all said the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I think we all kind of feel that way still. The Eagles showed me a lot today, but uh, coming out of the NFC, man, the, the Niners are impressive. It's it's really incredible what, what they're doing up in San Francisco. Um, it's funny. The, the Joe Burrow, I mean, honestly, raise your hand if you hate the Bengals and hate, hate Joe Burrow. I found myself, I don't hate them at all. I kind of like the way they play. It's kind of exciting. I, I like the way the Dolphins normally play. I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. And when they win it, and it, let's say the Chargers are out of it, it doesn't bother me. I'm one of those guys that literally hates 31 teams in the league. And then, but with those guys, I, I don't hate those guys. You just asked Josh or Josh asked you, Mario, what do you think about it at the end of uh, NFL Sunday? This is one of those days where... Man, I sit there, and I, I bet a lot of football fans feel this way, not even if you're a Charger fan. But when your team loses on Sunday, like, you question yourself. Like, who am I to go? Why yeah. would I Why would I devote so much of my time? Like, I have family, and I have friends that actually <laughs> want to hang out. And I say, go pound sand, because I'm going to watch this. Like, I, I find myself six times a year, at least already, where I go, what the hell? Life's too short. What am I doing? You know, and then when they win, like they did the week before, you're going, this is why I watched this. I almost cussed right there. This is why I watched this. And then you're, you're, you're all sold again. It brings you back. But it's these moments like today where you're like, in the third quarter, what, why am I here? I mean, I know it's probably freezing where you are, Mario. Where we are today, it was 72 degrees. And the, guess what? The beach is beautiful. Like, what the hell am I doing? What kind of human being am I to sit there and fall for this? It doesn't matter. Mario was inside just like you. It doesn't matter what it is outside. I didn't see the sun today. You know, I sat there and I fell for this crap. I'm Charlie Brown trying to kick the football, and I keep falling over because I believe the Chargers are going to figure it out. I just want to throw my hat right now into the window. (laughs) One of the things I learned from today, or I didn't learn this, but I heard you say this today, was the thing about the Chargers is they're boring. I couldn't agree more. And when I'm watching the game, I'm like, this is actually not fun to watch. Like, it's boring to watch. There's nothing interesting about the Chargers offense. Nothing like, interesting about the Chargers defense. It was a boring game today. Last week was frustrating. That was the word I would have used last week was frustrating. Today was boring. I, dude, you made a great point. Sunday is one of our few days off. And we're stuck watching boring football. You watch the Bengals and Chiefs. You watch the 49ers, Dolphins. You watch any other game. You're like, this is fun. They're throwing the ball down the field. Chargers are like, dude, this thing is – I'd rather not be here. You know, I could be doing a hundred other things right now than watch this crap all Sunday. And we do this. I think there are situation. guys who wear the uniform are thinking the same thing. You think the guys on the team think that Brandon Staley is like not fit for the job? Do you actually think that? <laughs> yeah. Just look at Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen looks like I'm surrounded by morons. Keenan Allen <laughs> doesn't even hide his feelings. He's like completely looking at those guys. Like I'm surrounded by idiots. I don't think Keenan Allen is sold into this coaching staff at all. And I think you when want- you have a veteran like Keenan yeah. Allen that isn't sold in, the younger guys are like, dude, if he doesn't believe in him, why should I? 
I'm just yeah, going to play well he... enough to try and keep my job. Yeah, I want I want yeah I want Keenan Allen or, or Justin Herbert to be like I don't know what the hell we're doing out there. I want Justin Herbert to do it because if Keenan yeah. Allen does it, it really doesn't carry a lot of weight. I know I understand Keenan Allen's great when he wants to yeah. play, but come on, when Keenan Allen went on Twitter and and said what the hell are we doing or what the hell are we doing against the Browns early in the season, <laughs> dude, that was a bad sign, man. That that was not a good sign at all. That shows that not everybody in that locker room is on the same page. I mean, I'd be kind of fourth. Herbert was like. Yeah, we're not set up to win. Like, I'd be like, okay. Like, this is a guy that's pretty quiet, doesn't talk a lot, doesn't talk to the media a lot. If he's saying if he's saying this, it must be pretty freaking bad. It's not great. And you know what's the worst thing, too? Is that, like, you fall out when you watch Chargers. Like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm good. Like, I watch it and go, you know what? I'm not going to get involved. Heart's staying out of it. And then you get, you get the Jesus throw from Herbert where yeah. you're like – that was so impressive. And then it's like Al Pacino, Godfather part three. Like yeah, whenever sense. I'm out, they pull me back in. Like, and you're right back in it. Like, I'm right back you're in. Right. And I'm like, okay, no, we're going to win this game. Herbert's going to put on the cape and do it again. And then you just sit there. And if you're in California, you at the beach. You can go to the beach after. And you're like, you know what? Looking around, it's sunny. When you're in Indianapolis, it's dark at 5 p.m. Um, food sucks, and you're just like, well, we got four more months of this, and then maybe May, maybe it'll get warm in May. So, or I don't even know if it's May in four months. I don't really know anything except that we sucked today. <laughs> you, you know, you nailed it though with the with the uh, you know amazing throw. The amazing pass was obviously the touchdown of Keenan Allen. I mean, it was crazy when you look at it back and I know it went down as a 35 yard touchdown pass, but it was really a 50 yard touchdown pass and you're going off balance, perfect pass. It was, that's where you go. That's why you love this game. That's why you love Justin Herbert. I would love for my wish as a charger fan would be for Justin Herbert, whether it's now or at the end of the season, it's probably would have to be the end of the season. We just come out to the media and say, I need help. You know, we got, we got to do a better job as a team. Some of the guys in this locker room are, aren't all on the same page. I need help as a quarterback. You know, I'm not saying I, I'm the re, uh, I'm the reason why uh, we're winning or losing games, but I'm saying I know where my dedication is to this organization, and I need you know 52 other guys in this locker room that are dedicated the way I am to win this game. And I don't think it's a shot at, at too many guys. And I, I, my feeling, maybe I'm crazy, but I think a guy like Derwin James would respect it. I think a guy like Khalil Mack would respect it. Guys who obviously are doing their job year-round would say, dude, it has to come from somebody bigger than them, somebody who has the ball in their hand all the time. I don't think it's a bad deal to say I, I need help. I don't think it's one of those things that starts your your morning national show saying, man, do you hear the big news out of L.A.? Justin Herbert called out everybody on his team. He needs help. This is what quarterbacks do. You're a leader. You're the face of the franchise. If Dak Prescott said it, if somebody else said it, this is what quarterbacks do. And, and for me, I think Justin Herbert's just a little bit too quiet. Yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Peyton Manning always had targets, you know, yeah. Broncos, Colts. Tom Brady, uh, you know, went to the Buccaneers because he couldn't get any help in, in New England. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes, had Devontae Adams. He doesn't have anybody now, but he had Devontae Adams. Who does Justin Herbert? He has Keenan Allen, who played, you know, not even half the season. Mike Williams, that's hurt. Dude, bring me some guys. The ESPN did a, a mock draft of where they thought the Chargers were going to pick next year. 22. You don't want to be 22. 22 means you weren't good enough to make the playoffs or you weren't bad enough to, ha to have a, a top pick. I mean, 22 is almost like the worst spot you could be for the draft. 
we just don't want to be there. That's where we always are, though. The Chargers always are picking somewhere between, uh, I'd say, 15 and, and 24, maybe. That's where the Chargers are always picking. That just shows you they're, they're always in the middle. Chargers are never really that competitive, or they're never really that bad. At least the Texans this year are going to get a really good player at the top of the draft. Chargers can't even say that. Yeah, you're, you're going to fall into the uh, – I'm going to compare it to the Indiana Pacers, you know, the purgatory, where, hey, we're never going to be a threat. We're going to play you really good, though, and we're going to lose. But, boy, we're going to give you a game, and we're never going to suck. You can never sit here and say we suck, but you never can sit here and say we're really good. But we're going to live in purgatory, so please come live with us, and we'll give you a game every single time. It's a tough spot to be in. Um, it's not a fun spot to be. I completely agree. Like, at some point – it can't hurt for Herbert to say, hey, I need help. I need something to change here, especially in the era we're in where players have the most power they've ever had now. If you want something, yeah. you're going to get it. Like, look at Aaron Rodgers. He did a hell of a lot of complaining. Was it smart? Probably not. But he got what he wanted. Like, he got money and he got what he wanted. So there's, a difference, in Aaron, and there's a difference to me with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, He's at the crybaby cry state yeah. where he's at the point where enough out of you. You know, Brett Favre did the same thing. We're like, dude, enough. Enough with the threats about I might retire on all this and I and I need help and whatever. Like, we, we all knew that the, the Green Bay Packers weren't drafting, you know, offensive skill players for Aaron Rodgers. But guess what? He was the number one seed in the NFC going into the postseason. I mean, he had enough to keep going. We're talking about Justin Herbert, who has never said a word one, two is he's a 500 quarterback, which shows you maybe he's not as good as what we believe he is. I honestly believe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think people that are true football guys think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But Justin Herbert needs to step up and it would be his first time. You can't say crybaby when he's never done it before. This is the first time he's demanding more. And I'm sorry, as he's nearing it, you know, 25 years old, this is where he needs to step up. You can't play this game forever. And if you're a 500 quarterback at 35 years old, no one's going to think you were that good of a player. You know, you want to think about your legacy. You want to think about winning as a team, everything. You want to be known as a champion. Even if you win only one time, at least you can't take that away from you that you were a champion. But to say that the status quo is okay, and as long as I get paid, no NFL fan cares about how much money you make. You don't share it with any of us. So we, we don't care. All we have to hang our hat on as fans is wins and losses. And this is not acceptable. I'm sorry, 500 football is not acceptable. Justin Herbert's career record is 21 and 23. He might be a quiet guy, but he still has an ego. They all do. There's going to be a point in time where Justin Herbert's going to say, I don't want to be a Charger. And that's the last thing you want as a Charger fan for him to say, I don't want to be here. But you got to support the guy for God's sakes. Phillip Rivers never had an offensive line. Justin Herbert doesn't have an offensive line. Help this guy out for God's sakes. You can't have a guy play better than he played today for getting hit 14 times. The fact that he threw for over 300 yards with no time to throw whatsoever just shows how good he is. Help this guy out, dude, because he's going to be gone if we don't. Yeah, and just have the discussion. Like, Herbert just going – like, Tom Brady went into Bill's Belichick's office and said, hey, I need a wide out. Hey, I want Randy Moss. And guess what? It worked. They went undefeated. Went to a freaking Super Bowl. Like, Herbert, you have the power to walk into Staley's office, walk into Telesco's office, go, hey, I need an O-line. Hey, I need this. I need that to be successful. Now, if you keep saying that to him not giving it, yeah, then you go – to me and go, you know, I need this. This is what I need. You don't have to threaten trade. You don't have to do anything like that. But you do have to be like, this is what I need. And we need to get this done. It has worked for people in the NFL. has worked greatly in the NBA. I mean, Dave, I talk to you about this all the time. Kobe Bryant threatened the Lakers for the longest time. 
you know, probably his biggest mistake in his career, some would say, if, you know, you're a Bulls fan. But um, he – and it worked for him. He went got Paul Gasol. Like, he got everything he needed to win a title. Like, you got to be a little – you know, don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to walk in there and, you know, slam the table and be like, listen up, buddy. But, like, you, you got to be like, hey, this is what I need right now to be successful, and this is what we need as a team to take to a whole other level. You don't have to play GM, but you can give your insight and give your thoughts about what can make this team great. Fan base. I think it means a lot to the fan base. You know, right now, uh, the plan is, we'll see, but in a week from tonight, Josh and I plan on being there at uh, the, the Charger-Dolphins game. If things don't go well, I promise you, this will be one of the questions I asked Justin Herbert. At what point do you demand more from, from the front office? Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now. We get uh, we go to the game next week, and we'll, hopefully that's the plan right now that we're there. Um, I'll ask that question straight to Justin Herbert and ask him, you know, in front of everybody as a witness. Look, um, at what point do you as a quarterback as the franchise face do you say to management, I need help? And if he defends it and goes, I don't need help, I'm going to get straight up. My follow-up is going to be before anyone else can jump in. Why uh, Why would you say that? You're on pace to not make the postseason. I'm, I'm going to put him on the spot. That's my plan. Next Sunday night to put Justin Herbert on the spot if they lose that game to the Dolphins. Nice, dude. I hope that happens. Okay. Yeah. Dude, 100% I will. 100% I, I know will. you will. I know yeah. you will. Yeah, everyone's too soft to do that, but Bold City will. Only Bold City will. David Fernando, Fernando Ramirez, right in the chest. Fernando, my turn, and then and I'll I'll jump right in. Hey, Fernando (laughs) said you need help. What do you think about that? (laughs) I just put Fernando on the spot right next to me. Hey, this guy over here keeps saying, "Man, when are you going to sit there and throw a fit? When are you going to start turning over some tables? Is he wrong? Just do it like that. Like I never asked the question to put all up Fernando. (laughs) That'd be good." There you go. All right, look, we're going to be back in a couple of days. We've got another show coming up. Obviously, we're going to preview what's happened with the Dolphins. But i tell you what I'm really interested in, guys. The last show, we picked games of the week. And this time, we did it with the spread. And we'll break it down. I want to know how good we were picking with the spread. Because the way it started out, I was really nervous that I was buying uh, authentic jerseys for both of you guys. That I was like, I think I just screwed this whole thing up and lost every game. So, um, but we will go over how we actually did on the next show. And, and again, talk more Charger football. We're always fired up. I think we come on too quick after the, the, the basically the clock strike zero that we all lose our mind. This is my favorite show of Mario. So I'll tell you right now, the fact that the Italian came out in him and the hands are going everywhere. <laughs> I actually loved it went, but um, Chargers lose 27-20. I just froze. Chargers lose 27-20 to the Raiders and uh, fall to 6-6. Uh, six and six, And then we'll see what happens uh, coming up. But, again, we'll be back in a couple of days. Again, thanks for listening to the Bolt City Podcast. For Josh Pelle, Mario Heron, I'm Dave Pelle. Thanks for listening, everybody.